All right, so here we are. This is the 14th episode of On That Note. I am here with Andrew Ryan. Is that the name from Bioshock 2? Uh, yeah, yeah, I found that out later. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was gonna say, that name sounds super familiar. Uh, but he is a singer-songwriter from Missouri uh, on his, he's on, just wrapping up his uh, tour here and coming through Arizona. Um, and we're sitting down to talk about some of his, his tracks today. Where I wanted to start with Wild Terrain, um, which is a single that has not officially been released yet. Correct. Okay, so definitely check that out. There will be links to it as well, and I'll be kind of putting it out on my social media when it does get released. Um, but. Um, the song starts off with just kind of that, um, is it capoed, I'm assuming? Yeah. And then that like B flat chord, yeah. right? Right. Um, and the whole verse is over that vamp. Like it's all yeah. one chord basically. And so what I'm curious is, is as, a, as a writer, when you have a harmony that's that static, what, what do you do in order to make the song interesting? Like what are some steps you took over that? Um, well, when I, uh, I wrote the song, I was in my, my parents' house, watching their house while they were out of town. And uh, I was just thinking about, you know, life in general or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, this little empty house and was just kind of playing over the same B flat with the capo, just droning over it and mm -hmm. an old hammer and uh, just got just got the melody and thought, you know, what do they say, like, um, what, uh, three chords? Three chords rock and, and roll. Truth, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or four's jazz, right? Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, that one. Yeah, so I don't know, it's just super simple. I mean, mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed music that's simple, that has hooks and, you know, it just seemed like it just how it happened. I don't yeah. really know, not like, okay, I'm making a song with just this for the verse, but mm -hmm. it just happened and it happens sometimes. Got know. it. Um, and then, so are you playing all the instruments on that track or is, do you have a full band that you uh, record I have with? a band that I play with in St. Louis. Okay. Um, on the last record I put out, I did all the acoustic and half the electric and I did the drums mm -hmm. on it, recorded it, mixed it. I actually, yeah, I went to school out here yeah. in 2004 at the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. And uh, so I did all that. I did all that first before I was like writing songs. Mm -hmm. I was a drummer for a while. Oh, interesting. So you that that's an interesting. So you would think it'd be the first step, yeah. but it's actually like all the way around. So. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that I noticed, and to me seemed really effective because it is the verses kind of all one over that B flat, is you set up kind of this call and response with the vocal melody, where the first kind of part you're doing like the that kind of thing, right. and then is the second half of the melody. Yeah. Was, are you, and because I know some people are just kind of like strumming and humming along, or do you actually take the time to kind of like map out your melody or is it kind of whatever floats into your head first? It's just kind of what fl floats in my head. I just kind of, a lot of times when I'll write a song, I'll just play the riff or, or whatever section, like a verse or whatever it is, and I'll just kind of spit out whatever subconscious flow of melody and then mm -hmm. figure out the words later. Then realize maybe it does mean something and maybe it doesn't. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I thought that was a cool kind of, um, it gave it like uh, like a, a nursery rhyme almost quality where you kind of have just kind of this one simple thing going on and then just kind of these two like echoing parts on the melody. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and an effective way to kind of, to, to keep it uh, simple, but also give it enough like back and forth where it maintained uh, some like interest as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a cool little, little idea. Um, now, when you go into the chorus on that song, um, we get uh, that kind of G minor, E flat transition. Right. Um, what I thought, I thought two things were really interesting about the chorus. Number one, the obviously the background vocals. 
that are there. Is that all your voice or is that other people singing no, as well? No, that's a few other people, yeah. Okay. yeah. And how did that part come about? Because it is really like, um, I think especially with as, as kind of uh, straightforward as the verses, that, that build in the chorus is pretty impactful the way you set it up. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine, Rick Pernikoff, uh, the Pernikoff brothers in St. Louis, uh, I sent him a demo of that like a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and he sent me this vocal idea that he had like on his phone and he recorded and then he came over and he did like uh, six layers of it. Yeah. Different takes. And it's, it's like the money shot. Yes, really. it is. It, it's a great moment. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing that I thought was really interesting about the, the chorus there is it's kind of like ramping down. Like it starts off with that big vocal. Yeah. And then the next time it comes around, it's just kind of that like quieter, like mm -hmm, kind of just, just shorter. And then the last time you play it, it's on those those pauses where, right? Which to me is at least kind of contrary to how most people think of a chorus where you're building, this one's kind of decelerating. So sure. how did that come about? Uh, that was just kind of a happy accident, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I try not to write the same song twice, but that's almost impossible because there's only, yeah. there's like only so many notes anyways, or, mm -hmm. you know, colors, trying to color yeah. something. So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it just kind of happened that way. I mean. Um, Definitely nothing that I wrote, wrote out and had this thought before I did it. It's just, I did it and I'm like, well, I think this would be cool when I record it. It could be big, you know, or maybe mm -hmm. not. You yeah. never know. But, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of a happy accident. Nice. But I'm glad you uh, uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting because it, yeah. it was like every time it was kind of like shifting down in a car, just like each one got a little bit more yeah. um, calm, which I thought was, was interesting. And then, of course, that led back into the verse pretty nicely. It didn't feel like big and then small. It felt like kind of like, yeah, yeah. All the transitions, yeah. segues are really important. I yeah. Think. Oh, so what are some things you do um, to transition, or, or some some important things you you place on transitions, or some some moments you've had in the uh, past? Right? I mean, I just focus on transitions and segues just as much as I would like lyrics or mm -hmm. or like the melody of any. Like I I look at that as just as important as every piece, you know. Uh, like like anything like uh, your weakest link in the yeah. chain, you know. So so um, yeah, just try to pay attention to detail. As I'm kind of a perfectionist in a way. I know like art and everything's not perfectionist. Like mm -hmm. um, like my my shirt's not ironed. But, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like that's just life. Or that's in general. But you know, I really try to focus on the details. Yeah, as much as possible. Shirt's <laughs> <It's> not ironed. <laughs> um, yeah, and then. Um, Lyrically, one thing that I thought was pretty interesting is, um, I mean, actually, if you just want to take a moment to kind of talk about sure. what, what is the, the kind of lyrical content um, of the song, and then I have, I have kind of a specific question about the second verse. That okay, was pretty cool, cool. Yeah, um, so yeah, my, my parents were out of town visiting my brother. Uh, he lives in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And so I was at their house for a few weeks watching the dog and uh, just thinking about growing up where I, was, where I grew up in a small mining town mm -hmm. an hour south of St. Louis and uh, just a very like economically depleted poor place mm -hmm. and uh, just thinking about childhood and everything in my in my own house and just looking at all the photos in the hallway and strumming my guitar for my dog mm -hmm. you know and uh, just that's kind of where it, it all kind of started from Got like it. the main theme anyway yeah and so that that second verse I think is it has an interesting kind of rhetorical effect where you're, it seems like you're answering this question, 
but the audience isn't necessarily privy to what the question was. Right. Um, so you kind of have this moment of you're, you're trying to find the answer. Um, is it, you know, my brother's unsettled fate? Is it all these things? So I'm curious, what was the question that kind of prompted those attempts at answers? Uh, you know, that's a really good question, man. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, uh, and you know, and again, it's kind of like a subconscious thing, just getting it out there, but then it also actually means something. And it's just uh, growing up with just crazy dynamics in life, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's unfortunate, but like the only silver lining is like, I'm able to write good songs. Yeah. At least things that I think are good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Got it. Because <laughs> uh, that, was, that was something that like, as I was listening to it, I was kind of like, okay, so there's clearly some attempt at, at figuring something out, but I'm not sure what it is. Right, right. Uh, so you're not sure either? Well, I mean, I have a good idea. Okay. Um, and I was saying that last night when I played a listening room, it's like uh, in between songs, like I'm talking to the crowd, I'm like, you know, I'm very chipper and happy. Mm -hmm. Just the songs are sad, you know. Yeah. But it's like the, it's like the therapy, I guess. You yeah. Know? So it's better than not having it at all. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. So people are always surprised when they meet me. And they're like, oh man, you're really nice. You're really yeah. positive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've experienced that as well. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing. So then the two questions I usually like to end on are kind of like the same throughout every interview. But um, I mean, you kind of talked about you went the audio engineering route before you went the, the musician route, right. uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, but what, um, how, how did you learn how to make music? Because um, I'm always curious about different people's learning processes. And oh, sure. so it sounds like yours was a little bit unconventional. Yeah, so I, uh, when I was like 14, my brother, my older brother got a guitar for Christmas. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get one too. And he's like, you can't do that. You can't copy me. So mm -hmm. I was listening to a lot of like punk and ska music at the time. And I was like, man, I'll get drums. Drums sound cool. So I started mm -hmm. playing drums. And uh, I did that for like five years, pretty serious as like a 19, 20 year old could be. And uh, from 14 to 19. And then I went to the conservatory out here. I got accepted to go. So then I learned all that, but I never took like, any formal music classes in school. I had a chance to do like sixth grade band, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I turned it down and took study hall instead because there was like a very attractive 23 year old teacher that mm -hmm. had the position and she, put, she would play guitar and it was just a cool class. And I, I really wasn't into like marching band music anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I just uh, watched my brother play guitar and learned how to do the chords eventually and read a few books on it. But like, I can't read music, mm -hmm. you know? Um, same with drums, I just learned by ear. Yeah. to the radio and stuff. Cool. So, um, conventional, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, well it's interesting, too, to, to go that route. And that, yeah, I, I have, um, as a music teacher myself, I've experienced that a lot where kids are like, I don't want to learn marching band. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, also, I understand that route as well. And then the last question that I usually like to ask is, um, what is one thing as a musician that you wished you had learned earlier? Like, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, what would it be? Uh, just the... Uh, I wish I would have started writing songs sooner, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and it's like every, it doesn't matter like what gig you have that's good or bad. Like it always changes, you know, at least on the level I'm at at the moment, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'll have a good show with people and I'll have a show that's empty and just getting through that and not even worrying about it. Just expect to play the empty rooms and then when they're not empty, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, like, oh, cool. This is great. <laughs>
Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and then on tour recently, has there been any any super high moments or super low moments, or, or how has how has the couple last couple of days been? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, I've been on tour with my friend Nick uh, from LA. He goes under Loveland Square, and we've had a blast. Like we've had ups and downs, and like met some crazy, strange people. Uh, but the great thing is, we'll be in the car the next day, and he'll like do an impression of them like to a T. <laughs> so it's been great. We've been laughing the whole time, you know. That's good. Kicked in the stomach and you laugh about it, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Very true. Very memorable. Um, and then anything. So obviously the Wild Terrain single is coming up. Is that part of a larger like EP or album? Yeah. That's, that's going on? Yeah, this gonna be up? part of a record. Um, I recorded these songs at the same time I did the last one, but these were like the next batch and like I think maybe probably better. At least I hope so. And um, so I recorded all my place. And then I hooked up with a friend of mine that I met at the school a long time ago from Wyoming. And uh, he's been in Nashville and LA for a while. So we hung out and uh, I wasn't sure if it was gonna be weird or not, but it was actually really cool. We, we got along really well. And then we started re-recording everything. So um, we re-recorded the drums in, um, in Illinois, right across from St. Louis, Edwardsville, the studio. And then I came down to Nashville like four times and redid all the guitars. and vocals and, and everything so awesome uh, and it's like going underwater mm -hmm. in a muddy river and you open your eyes it's like green and dark mm -hmm. but that's how it was with the stuff i did and then like with him re-recording it and like eqing better it's like a clearer water like mm -hmm. it just sounds better you know yeah. so at least i can tell the, the big difference so i should just not try to do all that stuff you yeah know, just do one thing yeah i understand that. so it's been a good learning experience for that good. too and then um does it have a name or a release date uh or? yeah the album title's gonna be wild terrain also okay okay uh, so. i think there's 11 songs and i think i'm gonna try to get it out by may cool um it's all recorded it's just yeah. uh having a few weeks to mix so mix and that's really awesome. yeah. a lot of jazz um, and then any tour plans after that? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've got a few weeks every month so far up until July right now. And okay. I'm just going to hit the road the whole year. Wow. And, you know, that's, that's go goal. all in, yeah. you know, I mean, that's just where it's, where it's at, at the moment. So cool. So anywhere you are, definitely check out his, uh, Instagram, which I'll have a link to in the description where you can find all his tour dates and information because, uh, definitely worth seeing out there, especially if he's going to be all over the place. And uh, give him a place to shower as well. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you very much yeah, for thank taking you. the time. I appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it. Yeah.